Girlfriends, episode number 58, Make Your Husband a Better Father. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking more about the You're Worth It retreat, sharing podcast recommendations, and how to support your husband in his fatherhood. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends. Glad you're here. Happy new week. Happy Monday. I'm recording this uh, midday on Monday after a wild weekend. Uh, I was in Nebraska this weekend, which was Awesome. I hope um, that the ladies there enjoyed the retreat as much as I enjoyed putting on the You're Worth It retreat for the women at St. Agnes in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. It was a great weekend. I was really so thrilled to meet the women there. First of all, I just barely escaped because New Hampshire, well, all of New England has been getting really hit by snow. And um, the night before I left early in the morning, there was major snowstorm. And then I flew back into Boston yesterday afternoon, arriving at the same time as another snowstorm. So I think I was one of the last flights to be able to land there before the snow got really bad. So um thrilled to be able to have made it home, even though I did drive in the snow as I headed north. It got pretty hairy. So like a two hour, usually it's a two hour commute from Boston for me. It was more like four, but I didn't care. I kept up uh, my podcasts running and um, listened to loud music when I got stressed. And anyway, made it home safely. And I was so happy to be home with family yesterday afternoon. But the retreat was really so great. I, I, I'm always encouraged when um, I go into a, a new group, a new place. You know, you never know what these events are going to be like, even though I'm producing the content. Um, you never know, you know, what the people are going to be like. You've only known them through email mostly or a couple of phone calls arranging the event. Um, but I just felt right at home the minute I got to Nebraska. And I want to give a shout out to, to Kristen, who put together the whole thing. It was all, she was the driving force behind the, this event coming to Nebraska. And they just welcomed me so much there. And it was just a really encouraging experience to be able to meet with those women there. And on Saturday morning, you know, as we were preparing to begin the retreat, I just looked around that room at all those different women, women that were young, I mean, even in their early 20s, I want to say, to, you know, young moms in, in the throes of family life with little kids, to older women that are, you know, kind of got older kids, or even, you know, grandmas, and I met a great grandma. And it was such a, a vast variety of womanhood present there in that room. And for us to come together and connect and share about the things that we have in common was really so beautiful. I was really inspired and encouraged and affirmed in what I'm doing by the the reaction that I got from the women at that retreat, the response that I received. They were really just super positive and so willing to be open and to share their hearts with one another. I think that's such a beautiful thing when that happens, when women can come together and not feel uncomfortable, to feel that they're safe, to really share some of some really 
really difficult feelings too, you know. Um, some of our, uh, some of the small group discussions that went on there on Saturday were really very moving and touching places that are very wounded in our own pasts and things that we really struggle with with our faith. And I was just so encouraged, and I, I want to thank the women of St. Agnes for being so open and being so generous with their own experiences and, you know, coming to that retreat with an open mind and an open heart and ready to connect with one another and connect with me. It was a beautiful thing. So, um, so I'm more fired up than ever about this retreat that I've put together. And I'd love to be able to bring it to your community. If you're interested in finding out more about the Your Worth It retreat, go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat. You can get some basic information there. There's a form you can fill out to get even more information. And I'll be happy to send you a complimentary copy of my book, Your Worth It, so you can read it and see if, you know, the themes of that book, which of course are the themes inside of the retreat that I, I put into those four hours um, of this retreat for women so that, you know, you could read that and, and see if that really is something that your community might connect with, might need, or you can, you can share it with your pastor or faith formation director at your parish. Um, so anyway, go to daniellebean.com forward slash retreat if you're interested in finding out more about the You're Worth It retreat. And many thanks to the wonderful women of Nebraska. Uh, my first visit there, and it was very positive. So thank you for that. Um, I want to also update from last week, um, podcast recommendations. I heard from a couple of you, but I didn't hear from many of you. Um, I'm really interested in collecting people's podcast recommendations. Uh, I'm always switching out what I'm listening to. I kind of go through phases and, uh, I, I like, I'm, I'm just fascinated by all the different content that's out there. And I mean, really great resources that are all just available for free. And I always have a use for podcasts, whether I'm driving home from Boston in a snowstorm or working out or, cleaning, you know, the bathroom or something. I, I love to be able to have uh, a podcast to listen to as opposed to music sometimes or as opposed to putting on a television show because it's really very tailored content that I, I love to have. And I heard from a couple of you, um, a, a couple of people commented on um, the post on my blog last week recommending um, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, which we've talked about here on the podcast before. I did a whole podcast based on her seven essentials for um, achieving happiness in your life and talking about those seven different areas of our lives. Uh, I really enjoy that podcast, too. She does it together with her sister. Um, Gretchen Rubin is the author of Happier, among other books about human behavior and how to achieve happiness and how to form habits. I, I find that she's really very insightful about those things. And the, the two sisters together present really kind of an entertaining show with good, good content. I always find that it's, it's inspiring and it's helpful and encouraging. It's not faith-based at all. Um, so, you know, don't, don't go looking for Catholic content there, but it's, it's certainly not opposed to Catholic content. So you're not going to feel offended by anything there. Um, also, this is a Catholic one. Um, I think I've mentioned them here before and Alicia's been on the show, Messy Parenting with Mike and Alicia Hernan. They're parents of 10 and um, they're right about my age. I think they're in their mid forties and just such a beautiful witness this couple is to the, the, the beauty and, and also the real challenges of, of parenting in the modern age and parenting um, in, in a Catholic way, a Catholic approach to family life. They share so beautifully and articulate. They're very articulate and funny and just warm and friendly. They just, their podcast feels so welcoming and there's no judgment there, you know, and they're, they're not like the kind of parenting quote unquote experts who are going to tell you the right way and the wrong way to do things and give you the prescription that's supposed to work for everybody. They're very humble in the way they present their content, but they're really just saying, hey, 
you know, we're, we're here still in the midst of raising 10 kids in a wide variety of ages, and we've had a lot of experience, and we're, they're willing to share that. And I think that's so valuable. It's the kind of thing that I wish would happen more in communities, and it does happen in communities, but it's the kind of thing I think young families, um, young parents are hungry for that kind of mentoring that, you know, if you don't happen to have in your life an older Catholic couple that's maybe 10, 15 years ahead of you in the whole family life thing, you know, that's such a valuable resource to be able to have somebody like that, that not that they have everything figured out, but they can share with you from, from their experience in a way that I think is really helpful. So if you don't happen to have that in your life, this podcast called Messy Parenting, and I mean, you just know everything from the title, right? They know, they get it. It's not perfect parenting. It's not, oh gosh, don't even make me think of that book about how to be a perfect Catholic parent, I think, or raise perfect children. Anyway, <laughs> don't like that author. <laughs> So um, this isn't like that. It's not that kind of um, top-down approach. It's very much a warm, generous, friendly sharing that I think parents of all different ages and stages of life will be encouraged by. So I, I do second that recommendation. Then another one that I don't think I've talked about here, Father Mike Schmitz, he's from uh, the Newman Catholic Campus Ministry at UMD, and he's got a bunch of YouTube videos out. He's such a dynamic speaker. He's so energetic. He's articulate. He talks so fast, like he talks faster than me, and I don't usually meet people who talk faster than me. So he's just got a ton of energy and super smart guy, and he presents things in a really accessible way, talking about theological things, talking about moral values. Um, so he has this great podcast where I think it's just his homilies that he does once a week on campus. So it, his target audience is that group of college students on campus, but I find it is always, always, always applicable to my life as an older mom. So definitely check that one out, Father Mike Schmitz. Um, he's a great, great resource. If you're just looking for something that will encourage you in your, your faith day to day, or encourage you to broaden your mind a little bit and think larger picture or to bring your faith into more areas of your life. I find he's very practical in that way. Um, I've also listened to Bishop Robert Barron, who of course is awesome in every way. He's got a podcast that I think it's based on talks that he's given or something like that. Um, his is a bit more heady. Like I, I often find that I cannot listen to his if I'm in doing something else. Like I, I remember once trying to listen to one of his homilies while I was running and I felt no, I wanted to like stop running and really kind of pay attention to every word he was saying because it was, it, I needed to be that focused to be able to get something from it. I found that I was otherwise, I was tuning it out. But Father Mike Schmitz is much more accessible in you can be doing something else and listen to it and really get a lot from it. Um, but you, you, you definitely should check out both of those. Um, someone else added the recommendation of Mike Rowe called um, The Way I Heard It. Now, Mike Rowe is the guy from, well, he's a voiceover uh, guy on, I think it's the Discovery Channel. He's the messy jobs guy. Um, just a great inspirational guy. And um, I believe he's Christian and he definitely has conservative values. I've seen a few different things where he's posted about very, you know, traditional values. Um, I've listened to that podcast a couple of times, but I haven't subscribed. So maybe I'm going to do that and check that one out on a more regular basis. And you might want to check it out too. Um, a few that I would add, and you probably already know these if you're listening to Girlfriends, but um, Adventures in Imperfect Living with Greg and Jennifer. Willits, of course, you know, um, Greg and Jennifer are a great Catholic couple who've always shared their lives in a very real way. And um, I, as 
probably a, a year and a half ago or so that they they changed their podcast title from The Catholics Next Door, which you might remember from a radio show they had on Sirius um, years ago. That was the title of their show. They changed it to Adventures in Imperfect Living to really emphasize the fact that they're sharing in it, you know, the imperfections of their own struggles and their own faith life and their own family life, their their own ups and downs in a very real way. And I always appreciate that. And I always appreciate also their interactions as a couple. I like listening to it. Um, same with uh, Mac and Catherine Barron, who uh, I also want to recommend who are on Catholic in a Small Town. Um, what I really especially love about both of these couples and they're friends. So it's it's fun. Sometimes they do crossover podcasts with one another. And I, I love that. I love their interactions with one another. But both of those couples I find really encouraging to listen to because they're very real with one another and it's clear they love and respect one another. Sometimes when a couple does a show or any kind of media together, I don't like their interactions or I don't get a vibe like these these are two people who love and care a lot about each other and have a sense of humor about married life. Um, so I, I really, I love seeing that with Mac and Catherine for um, in Catholic in a Small Town and Greg and Jennifer Willits in Adventures in Imperfect Living. So if you have not checked those out, I really do recommend those. And one last recommendation for a podcast I want to say is um, Sean's Stevenson. Now, this is completely non-religious. Um, it's really just health-based information. I heard Sean Stevenson interviewed on another podcast, a productivity podcast that I listen to regularly, and he was just so engaging personally. I just really, I was like, I really just like this guy. And he was just super, just energetic and positive and encouraging and, but then presenting very practical information and just, you know, coming from a place of really wanting to help others. He shared his own story of health struggles and the ways in which he overcame them. That was um, very encouraging and optimistic and, you know, and, and very much reaching people where they are, not judging people for whatever health decisions they, they might be making that he would disagree with. So, his podcast is called The Model Health Show, and he's been podcasting for a couple of years. There's a ton of episodes, and, um, you know, I may not agree with everything that he uh, – you know, that he recommends for healthy living, but the basics of it, I really do. And I, I find that he just has a real common sense approach to a lot of things um, regarded with regard to health and fitness. And um, in a way that's a little bit countercultural, not the type of stuff that maybe your family doctor is going to recommend, not that it's contrary to that, but just coming from a different perspective. And he has a new book out that's um, called Sleep Smarter. And um, after I got a copy of that and read it, that was when I, I looked up his podcast and was checking it out because um, the book was really kind of, it was really inspiring in a way that I hadn't previously thought about sleep as super important. And he's really emphasizing in this book, like different different ways in which, um, you know, getting proper sleep enhances and improves your life on every level, your your relationships and, and your health and your work and, you know, everything that you do is influenced by the amount of sleep that you get. And he, he backs it up with science, you know, he's he's got a medical background and um, he's always backing up the things that he says with science. It's not just, you know, holistic mumbo jumbo. He, he's really looking for what works and he's really looking to help people. So if you're interested in that kind of content, definitely check out the Model Health show with Sean Stevenson. He spells his first name S-H-A-W-N. So Sean Stevenson, I really do recommend that you check that out. Um, Okay, so getting on to the content of today's show, um, this is based on 
a blog post that I published, I don't know, a few years ago. Um, and it was called, the, the title of the podcast, not the podcast, the blog post was, Do You Make Your Husband a Better Father? It really was sort of a challenge to women. And I'm just sharing some four different points, different ways that you can help to make your husband a better father. And I, I titled this episode, Make Your Husband a Better Father, like it's a command. But um, I don't mean for it to be <laughs> a rude command, except, and, and, and I'm not assuming that your your husband's not an awesome father, but there's room for improvement in all of our parenting. And I find, um, even in my own motherhood, that the ways in which Dan supports me it is really an important part of helping me to be the best mom that I can be. And it, it caused me to reflect on the ways in which I can support him in his fatherhood and the ways in which all women can support their husbands in their fatherhood. We all want our husbands to be the best fathers they can be. It's such an important part of their identity. Such an important part of their vocation in marriage is being that good father. And so I'm going to talk today about some four different ways that we can encourage our husbands to be better fathers. And the first one is to notice, take notice. And um, what I mean by this is notice the stuff that he's doing right. Notice the the good stuff that he's doing every day in his fatherhood, even little stuff that everybody might take for granted and then verbalize it. Because, you know, well, I'm a words of affirmation person, so I really value this one a lot. And maybe your husband isn't, but even if he's not, everybody likes to be appreciated. They like for their work and their contributions to be noticed. And whenever somebody, you know, points out something good that they've done, not in a condescending way, but in an encouraging way, in an appreciative way, that really boosts us in what we're doing, especially if it's something that's a little bit hard or requires sacrifice on our part. If somebody notices it and affirms its its value and appreciates it and tells you thank you for doing it and praises you for doing it, well, you better bet you're going to keep on doing it or you're going to be, you know, really encouraged to keep on doing your best in that area. So whatever it is, whether it's driving kids places and, and yeah, Yes, I can hear some of you rolling your eyes like I drive the kids places and I do this. And yeah, well, there, you know, we got to push that pride aside, especially if we want to be encouraging our spouses in their parenthood uh, the same way we'd expect our husbands to appreciate and verbalize their appreciation for us. We need to be willing to do that, too. And even if it's something that you do 10,000 times more often, probably especially if it's something you normally do, it's important to praise him and thank him. I, I remember feeling really resentful that <clears throat> I was being um, encouraged to thank my husband for these little tasks and that he does that maybe especially going above and beyond what he normally does, like really need to verbalize appreciation. And I remember feeling reluctant to do it because like, say, for example, if, if Dan were to, you know, load the dishwasher and start it, usually I'm the one who does that or I'm the one who has a kid do it. If he does that, this was, you know, back a few years ago, um, I, you know, I was thinking, okay, so this, this book or this recommendation is telling me I need to like, you know, be put on some super show of thanks for it. Like, wow, thank you so much for loading the dishwasher, which I do every day and no one ever says thank you to me. Um, but we got to get past that. It really is, you know, it's that childish game of keeping score otherwise. And we're, you know, we were talking last week about generosity and marriage. Well, this is one of those opportunities to practice it. Get outside yourself, get outside your own resentment. If you're needing appreciation and, and gratitude on a more regular basis, that's a valid need. And that's a valid concern that you can address separately. I mean, you can, you can 
ask your husband for that in a separate conversation. But especially if if you're not doing it, you're not going to have a leg to stand on with regard to telling him you expect him to be appreciating you more. So, you know, you do it first. So, and you can verbalize it to your kids too. This is something, especially when the kids were younger, that I, I really like doing. I still do it now that they're older too, but just pointing out to the kids like, you know, when your your husband's doing something for them, like, you know, pouring them a drink, say, oh, did daddy pour you that drink? That's so nice of him. Or, um, oh, did, you know, daddy took care of, you know, helping you put your socks on and, you know, just really verbalizing to the child in front of your husband. That, what a great thing that, you know, daddy's serving you in this way. Daddy's helping you and he's guiding you. And, um, and, and this is something I've done a lot with sports with my kids is uh, I'll say to them and make sure that my husband knows that I'm saying it, that how, how lucky they are to have a dad who's involved in sports with them and how, you know, how I think that's a, a really valuable part of his relationship with them and that it takes time and effort on his part and really appreciate that he's willing to devote that time and attention to them in that way. So, um, you know, this is a, just a challenge to you. How do you how do you do with this? Are you are you good at verbalizing appreciation? Do you use words of encouragement to your husband more often than you use words of discouragement? I mean, do you're using your words to tear him down in his fatherhood because that's the flip side of this, right? That's the thing we need to at least stop doing. Is sometimes we're we're always you know. And maybe it's out of a sense of pride again, just undercutting um, what what our husband's worth is as a dad, and you know maybe approaching it in a, a negative way with with our husband in a way that's going to be discouraging. It's going to achieve the opposite of the results we want. If ultimately what we want for our kids and for our husband is a healthy father child relationship, a happy, fruitful one, then we need to be you know swallowing our own pride and just encouraging it in as many ways as possible. And this is one small way: noticing the stuff that he's doing right and praising him encouraging him, thanking him for doing it. All right, the second point um, in ways to encourage your husband to be a better father is to respect his authority as a dad. This is a major one. Talking about pride, wow, does our pride get in the way of this one, right, ladies? I mean, we... We're the moms. Like, we know about parenting, right? And I think it's like this in most families, that the mom does a lot of the child care, is interacting with the children, makes a lot of those day-to-day decisions about what they're going to eat, whether they're going to watch TV, you know, um, what kind of clothes they're going to wear, like all of these things. Generally speaking, moms are doing the lion's share of that kind of work. And so then we feel that naturally, I'm the authority in parenting. And it can be hard to let go sometimes and respect your husband's authority as a dad, especially if he's choosing something other than what you would be choosing for your children. So, you know, this comes from everything from like rules about what they're going to eat to um, what he might dress a three-year-old in, you know. Bite your tongue, ladies, if he dresses the three-year-old in mismatched crazy outfit that, you know, you never would put on the child shut up. <laughs> the kid is dressed. And don't be undermining his authority in that way or his, his ability to choose that, you know, maybe he, he lets the kids watch way too many, you know, television shows or, or, you know, whatever decision it is that he's made as a dad. It's, I'm not saying you can't ever challenge it or question it, but certainly not in front of the kids. 
And certainly not in the moment. I, I don't think it's appropriate to do in the moment. I, like, let's take the example of television. I, I think a lot of times Dan lets the kids watch a lot more TV or play more video games than I would prefer. Well, that isn't something that in the moment where he's he just told a kid they're allowed to go play video games that I would be like, you know, I don't think he should, you know, or unless there's a real reason, like he hasn't done his homework yet or, you know, something like that. But in a general sense, talking about letting the kids play too many video games, well, maybe address that in a different conversation on a different day or a different time of the day, just say, you know, let, let's talk about um, how much television the kids are watching and what what we think is a reasonable limit. Have that conversation with your husband in a way that respects his input as a parent. Because you know what? If you're not respecting his input and his decisions as a parent, if you're just always making all the decisions and just bulldozing your way through family life in that way, he's going to give up. I mean, most people would. I would if somebody else was just pushing all the time, um, unless I had a major conflict. I would just kind of check out. And that's the opposite of what we want here. We we want dads who are engaged, dads who are involved in their, their family life as much as possible. So with that in mind, just make sure that what you're doing is encouraging his authority and respecting his authority. You know, don't don't fight battles that don't need to be fought. So he does things differently. And and sometimes this takes a lot of effort on our parts. And unless it's a matter of life and death, you really don't need to be, um, you know, arguing about it or um, undermining his authority in the moment or challenging or having a big fight about it. Some Sometimes we just have a different approach to parenting. And guess what? That's why God gave every kid a mother and a father, because there's a beautiful balance and complementarity in that. There's a beautiful balance between the way like a masculine approach to parenting and a feminine approach to parenting, that they complement one another in great beautiful ways. I mean, that's why it's a source for conflict sometimes because it's it just jars our, our feminine senses sometimes. But we need to learn to recognize my child needs that too. You know, this is something where I've struggled in the past with my husband's a very strong disciplinarian and that has reaped great fruits, great benefits for our family. I think it's it's really, it's probably one of the most valuable things he's done as a parent in our family is establishing his firm authority as a disciplinarian. And, um, you know, sometimes in the moment, my soft mom heart can't stand it, you know, it, and, you know, of course, you don't want to allow abuse to go on, but that is not even remotely what I'm talking about here. You know, it's just that it's a lot tougher a punishment or a lot tougher a discipline or a lot tougher a standard than what I would impose upon my kids myself. And outside of those moments where I feel, you know, I I, I don't like it and I'm uncomfortable with it, um, I can see the value of it. I can see, you know, there was one case in particular where um, my son, one of my sons, he he had, you know, he had a clear rule that was set and a clear consequence if the rule was broken. It was a big consequence, a tough consequence. And he went and he broke the rule. So had to suffer the consequence. And I wanted to not follow through with that. Because it just felt so bad to me to be imposing that punishment, that kind of consequence for for this this child in that moment. It just I really struggled with it. And in that particular case, I was able to see 
you know, with clarity after the fact, like a couple of weeks afterwards, like, of course, we shouldn't have caved on that. And I'm so glad we didn't because my husband insisted that we didn't cave on that. Um, but, you know, in those kinds of situations, I really do recognize and, and I think it's helpful for all of us to kind of consider the ways in which our marriages are complementary, the ways in which our approaches to parenting with regard to our spouse are, are so different in really important ways for our children's health and well-being. It's really an important thing that our children have that balance. Such a beautiful gift. That's why God planned families the way that he did, because it's a beautiful gift to have a mother and a father, to have a feminine perspective and, and authority figure and a masculine one too. So really important that we recognize the value of that and just not undercut that masculine authority that our husbands have in their fatherhood. Okay, the next point is somewhat related. Um, Criticize him carefully. There are definitely, definitely, I mean, none of us is perfect. There are definitely ways in which every one of us can improve in our parenting, and that includes your husband. And you are likely to have situations where you notice where he could improve in his parenting. Maybe um, you don't like him using certain kind of language around the kids, or maybe you overheard a conversation and you, you thought his approach was lacking in some way and his guidance for a child. Um, maybe you notice him being impatient with children. Whatever it is, you know, we all have ways in which we can improve our parenting. And yes, as spouses, we're we're meant to help one another get to heaven, and we can see each other's flaws much more clearly than even we see our own flaws sometimes. And So yes, it is our role as wives to help our husbands to improve themselves, but the way in which we do it is so important, and I think it's way too tempting sometimes to do it in the wrong way, to approach it in the wrong way, Um, especially if you're upset about it. Um, It's, you know, it's important to take a step back when you notice something that you really feel that if there's something particular that you really feel you need to address with regard to your your husband's parenting, then the way you approach it is so key. Do you want to approach it in a way that's going to belittle your husband, make him feel that you don't value him at all, make him feel like a failure, um, make him feel like giving up? Or do you want to let him know a way that he can improve Um, that's going to challenge him and and really help him to to see the ways in which you are counting on him and and hoping your children can benefit from him. And um, you really want to be encouraging and empowering, you know, so it's so important how we do it is so important. And so not doing it in a negative way. So one example of this would be, let's say this is a pretty common situation, your husband works long hours. Well, I know a lot of families suffer when the dad has to work long hours or chooses to work long hours, that family life sometimes really suffers and you could benefit from your husband's presence. Well, imagine if, you know, he walks in the door after working late hours and you just say, oh, you're never home anymore. The kids hardly even know you or... Um, when was the last time you, you played with Johnny, you know, or whatever it is, or, you know, or, you know, saying something like, I feel like I'm the mom and the dad, I feel like a single mom or, you know, super negative take on it. Right. How do you think that's going to make him feel? Is he going to feel like, oh, I should be home more often? No, he's going to feel like, oh my gosh, I am so exhausted because I just worked all these hours. And why do you think I'm working all these hours to support the family? And so, you know, being criticized in that negative way is going to be really hurtful and also just um, kind of encourage your husband to disconnect, which is the opposite, of course, of what we want. So, you know, approaching that same situation in a positive way, you might say to him, 
you know, point out a positive thing that happened when he was home and say, we really love it when you're home. And how can, how can we work out, you know, a way to support you so that maybe you don't have to work all those hours? Or how can I help to make your time at home, you know, a, a more positive time with the kids? You know, how can I support the, the time that you do have with them? And, uh, you know, being approached that way, uh, of course, he's going to he's going to feel more encouraged and empowered and, and feel valued, which is ultimately what he wants and what you want is for him to know his worth. And um, so, you know, that's just one example, whatever situation it is that you're feeling like I really do need to help him in this area, I really do need to point out this way that he could improve, just, you know, uh, appreciate uh, Approach it from a position of appreciating him, but and also letting him know the 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 power for for good that he has and how valuable his time and his presence is as a dad in your home. All right, the last tip I want to mention for how to make your husband a better father is give him a break. Give him a break sometimes. We all need a break sometimes. And I can also hear, I hear your eyes rolling like, I need a break too. And you know what? It's funny, when I first published this blog post, um, it was a few years ago now, I immediately heard from a ton of moms like, well, what about me? What about me? What about me? And I get it. I do. Um, I ended up following up with a different blog post about how to help your wife be a better mother because I wanted to give equal time, you know. Um, but, the, you know, the listeners of this podcast are, are mostly women and I'm speaking to you. So this is, you know... Of course, you need a break too. Um, but one way to encourage your husband in his fatherhood and help it to be a positive experience for him and for your kids is to recognize when he needs a break. Sometimes we, we push too hard um, and, and it feels like, well, I can do this much and I do this much every day. Why can't he spend, you know, three hours watching the toddler or why can't like when we, we go to an event, like say you're going to a party at someone's house, you know, the why can't he be the one that's in, in charge of the baby at that event so I can socialize and enjoy myself rather than the other way around? Um, and yes, those are important things to address if you feel like there's a basic level of injustice or unfairness um, or imbalance in your relationship. But in this moment, what I'm talking about are finding ways in which you can give your husband a break um, from from those parenting duties that can be really depleting, as we uniquely know as wives and moms, that, you know, if you see that your husband's losing patience in a situation, by all means, you can intervene and give him a break. I have definitely done this with Dan. A funny thing about me growing up, one of nine kids, and him growing up with just one brother, is we both came to this large family living thing with a different set of expectations. Um for me, especially when the kids were young, this happens less frequently. I think Dan's more broken in and we have fewer, you know, toddler induced kinds of chaos around here. Um, but I remember when the kids were all young that there were times when it was, I mean, it was pure chaos. Like, you know, especially in that after dinner hour where the kids have an extra boost of energy and, you know, maybe it's the middle of the winter and they haven't been getting outside and they're just like, why? Sometimes it was just wild. And sometimes it was wild with negative, you know, kids screaming, crying, different tantrums going on, fighting going on, whatever. And I know certain times in those moments that I, I recognized that I could handle a certain level of chaos that Dan just could not. Not that he, you know, not that he was falling apart crying, but he was really, you know, feeling frustrated and impatient and discouraged. And um, in those times, if you have those moments with your own husband, if you recognize that he's reaching his breaking point, 
intervene, give them a break, you know, say, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take the kid <laughs> right now, or I'll change this diaper. Why don't you go in the other room and just kind of regroup? Or why don't you go watch some TV and take a break? You know, um, we would love it if our husbands did this for us. And if you're feeling resentful, like I wish my husband would do that for me. Well, setting the example of doing it for him is a great way to demonstrate the value of that and, and sets you up for a future conversation where you could say, you know, when I'm, I'm really falling apart, um, one way that you could really be a hero to me would be to, you know, step in and, and offer to give me a break like that. A lot of husbands are great about doing that. Dan especially has been great about doing that over the years. Um, but if you're feeling frustrated and not wanting to engage in this way with your husband giving him a break because you feel like you're not getting a break, well, I'm telling you, giving him that break is a great way to set that example and, and show him, you know, what what that's like. And, of course, you know, if you're in a general sense feeling underserved and used and abused, you know, as a, as a wife and a mom and neglected your, your needs for appreciation, for sure that needs to be addressed. Um, and, and I know from the overwhelming responses that I got that were along those lines when I published this blog post originally, I know a lot of women are in that situation. But in this particular um, episode, in this particular content, we're, we're focusing on what women can do to support their husbands in their fatherhood. And the overall you know, goal, I think it's helpful to keep in mind, is helping him to be a better dad, helping him to get to heaven. And guess what? That is your job. That is your job as your husband's spouse is to help him get to heaven. So helping him and encouraging him in his fatherhood is a wonderful way to do that. And bonus, side bonus, is that you'll be setting that example and setting up, um, you know, maybe a future conversation where you would encourage him to reciprocate. But honestly, I find, you know, outside of, you know, mental illness or something, people do respond in kind. People do that in relationships. That if you're if you're being good and you're being generous in your relationship with your spouse or whoever it is, that they're going to reciprocate that. It it changes the vibe of the relationship when you're being, you know, open and generous inside of your relationship. And now here I am touching on last week's topic. So anyway, those are the three point um, four points that I wanted to make um, about how to help your husband be a better dad. First, take notice of the little things he does doesn't verbalize your appreciation. Second, respect his authority as a father. Third, criticize carefully when there's a need for pointing some some improvement point out. Um, and then finally, give him a break in those situations where you recognize that he really could use that break. But maybe you have some ideas too about how to help and encourage your husband to be a better father. Um, or maybe you have some feedback to share about how this idea makes you feel and um, whether you feel encouraged by it or whether you feel discouraged by the idea of having that role of supporting your husband in his fatherhood. So you can give me your feedback at uh, danielle at daniellebean.com, of course. You can comment on the blog post at daniellebean.com, where I'll be posting the show notes for this episode number 58. Um, Of course, you know I love voicemail. So you can connect with me on Voxer. You know I love the Voxer, and it's so fun and easy. Just put that app on your phone, and you can get all the the details on how to connect with me on Voxer um, in in the blog post at daniellebean.com for this episode, Make Your Husband a Better Father, number 58. Or you can click on the Leave voice Voicemail tab that is on daniellebean.com, an easy way to kind of record a voicemail message or just record your message and um, on your phone and then just email it to me. I would love to have your feedback on this topic. I'd love to have your feedback about podcast recommendations and any of the other topics that we've covered here at Girlfriends. 
And now before we wrap up this episode, I want to give a shout out of thanks to those of you who support this podcast on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash girlfriends is where you can go to get more information about how you can support and encourage the production of this podcast through a pledge of as little as a dollar per episode. It really makes a difference. And so thank you to those of you who support the show in this way. Um, if you support the show on Patreon in any amount, a pledge of any amount earns you the right to participate in our video interactions, which happen once a month. I'm planning to do one next week. I'm going to work with, I'm hoping, the Google Hangouts thing that my daughter recently pointed out is still functional. It's not the broadcast, but I'm, I'm hoping that will work out for a way for us to kind of interact by video. So if you are a Patreon supporter, um, you'll be wanting to uh, look out for me giving you more information in the coming week about how and when we're going to have that Girlfriends Live connection. If you want to participate in next week's show of Girlfriends Live, you can just listen or you can ask your own questions and um, we can come up with some topics that we can cover together. I'm open to your feedback and ideas of ways in which you might like to use that half hour of live interaction with Girlfriends Live. Um, So if you're interested in participating in that and you're not yet a supporter, please go to patreon.com forward slash girlfriends. Your support and your encouragement just means so very much and I'm so appreciative of that. And thank you to every single one of you just for being here today. I am so, so encouraged by the fact that you subscribe, that you listen, that you tune in every week, that you give me your feedback. I appreciate the reviews that you leave on iTunes. They really do help get the word out about the show and help more people discover the Girlfriends podcast and become a part of our community here. I appreciate all the ways that you interact with me and share the different um, episodes on social media. Really, it's, it means so very much to me that you share this time with me. Your presence here really is truly a gift to me. So thank you just for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a DanielleBean.com production. Know your worth. Find your joy.